The Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Planet Sports Rugby Podcast. I'm Liam Flint, and on this show, we're all about shining a light on the best players the African continent has to offer. And this time around, I'm joined by a current Morocco international who plays his rugby over in the United States for Austin Elite in the up-and-coming league that is Major League Rugby. Soel Jadar joins me now. Soel, great to have you on the podcast. Have you ever done anything like this before? Hi, no. So, hello is my first time, so it's good. I'm happy to, to talk with you. It'd just be great, Soel, to to talk about how you're finding life in America. I know that was a big move for you. Uh, talk to you about how you think Major League Rugby is growing and if you think it can become a top division sometime soon. And, of course, I'm sure you're very proud to be representing Morocco in 7s and 15s, so it'd be great to touch on that as well. For people that haven't heard of you before, can you just tell us a bit about your background and where your love for rugby came into things? Just tell us a little bit about that. So uh, I began rugby in Clermont in, in France with uh, ISM Clermont-Auvergne. So I played during 10 years with the academy. Uh, we won the French championship uh, two years ago. I was done with, with Clermont, so I left and I, I, I went to, to the U.S., to play in Major League Rugby. So I play with Austin Elite Rugby during one year and it's way different because the rugby in US is way different than the European rugby. Mm. So it's very interesting to play in two different rugby and two different levels for me. Yeah, and I'm right in thinking you're a winger, so you've got some, some pace to burn. You're very quick. What would you say are the key things to being a great winger or being a very good winger? So I think in the new rugby, battle in the air is very important because uh, the kick from the 10 is very important. So I think for, for a good winger or fullback, it's very, very important to have got a good placement and to be to have got a good position on the field and to always be ready. You have to move on the, on the field. For me, it's very, very important to always be focused and to be able to to move it to be ready for everything. And as you've mentioned as well, you've you've gone over to the US to be part of Major League Rugby, which is a, a very young and growing league. You're playing for Austin Elite Rugby over there. What attracted you to to sign for that club and to go and play in that league? So I'm a little bit lucky because last year I broke my forehead with Morocco national team. So I was supposed to sign with a French rugby club and they cut the contract because I was injured. So I just sent my CV to all the clubs in USA. And because there is a French coach in Austin, we we were in contact. So I had the, the chance to go to play in, in USA. So I'm very happy because it's a new experience. And so I travel a lot in all the country. Uh, like uh, when we play against New York, they were Ben Foden. And it's always interesting to play against great players like Colinisao. And yeah, for me, uh, it's what I said before, it's way different because in USA, they, they love to watch super rugby and they don't really know the top 14, 42 or something else. So the mentality in USA is, is way different. Like if you have got a penalty, uh, in front of the post in 22, uh, people want to take the scrum and not the point. So for me, it's a little bit strange because oh, right. in France, we, we like to be efficient and to take points. 
I, I grew up with this because now I can say that I know two different rugby, so it's good. Great for your development, I'm sure. And having a French yeah. coach, Sewell, how good has that been to help you settle? Yeah, in Austin, uh, there were four other, other French guys, uh, one fly half, one scrum half, and one prop. So with the head coach, we, we were five French guys, so it was easier for me to be integrated in the team because they were here before me. And to talk with the coach, it's, it's way easier because I can't say exactly what I want, what I see or something else. Yeah. And in the other way, he can talk me some, some things to say to the group. So for this, it was, it was interesting because sometimes when you don't speak the same language or if you don't have the same culture, uh, you can have some problem, but yeah, with a French head coach, it was easier for me. That's great. And I know. Yeah. The Major League Rugby itself, it's not massive in the USA when you compare it to things like baseball or the National yeah. Football League, basketball. But from what you've seen already, Sewell, does it still attract lots of fans? Are lots of people interested and do they come watch you? Or are a lot of people confused by the sport still? For sure, I think that rugby in the US will be big in a few years. Uh, for example, we played the last game in Seattle and they, they were... 8,000 people on the ground. Okay, yeah. So it's crazy for the US because, as you say, there, there is so many big sports like baseball, NBA, or something else. Yeah. But if uh, all the club and the league has got a good um, communication, for sure the rugby will be way bigger in few years. Do you think for you you'll stay in the US for a while? Is the quality of rugby good enough do you think for you to stay there for a while for the rugby i think it will be good in two three years uh if i have to do a comparison with the french championship mm. i will say that it's like uh, the top level of uh federal one and very low level of pro d2 between these two as we see Mathieu bastaro will come next year in new york uh and there is a lot of big player who will come in in a few years so the level will be we grow up very quickly i think so for me it's very interesting and if i can grow up with the league it's i will be very happy clearly you love france but let's talk about morocco obviously you're playing at international level for morocco just tell us how did that happen how did you get the opportunity i was born in france but my father is moroccan so i'm half france half moroccan and um it's today and three three years ago it was very hard to play with the national French team so one day uh, the head coach of uh, Morocco called me because uh, there were camp preparation for the Olympics qualification in South Africa in 2015 mm. so I just took this opportunity to to play with my second country and to to play with in international level. In, in the Moroccan team, majority of the players are, are like me, like uh, they are half French and half Moroccan. Yeah. So everyone play in France and when we have got some camps or something else, we can do this in France because everyone is in France. I'm so happy to play with Morocco because we traveled in all the world. I played against big team like uh, like Japan in seven, Germany. So yeah, it's for me, it's very, very good. And how proud are you, Soel, to represent 
your country on the big stage, is there anything more special than putting on the jersey with your your country's logo on it? It must be very special. Yeah, it's uh, it's a feeling that we can't really say. Like when I play with Marco, I I don't really play same my same rugby than when I play with my club. I don't know why, but I have more energy, more enthusiasm. I'm not tired. Right. Some stuff like this. And I know that I play with some girls around me who has got the same feeling. And when we are together, uh, it's, it's so good. It's way better because I can, it's strange to say, but I can die for the, for the girl next to me. Yeah. And I, I so it's, yeah. It's hard to to describe this feeling. Yeah, it's just very um, yeah, very special, very important to you. Yeah, it's very yeah. special. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, Morocco. If we're talking about the Gold Cup, which I know is a, a big deal for you, Morocco had a, a tough time with it last year um, against some very good sides in the Gold Cup. So when you look now, so well at the next year, what are the aims for Morocco? What do you need to do as a team to be better? So. The, the main problem today with the with the Moroccan national team is that we don't have um, the federation is not in adequation with the player, so we don't do some games. We don't have we don't have some game plan. We don't know who has the with the coach or something else. So it's hard for the player to to be prepared to be ready mm. for a big competition like the Gold Cup when we don't prepare this competition. So it's that's why um, last year uh, during the World, the Gold Cup, we don't won win the game because we were not prepared. So we have to to change this to be ready because all the other team in the in Africa are working. Kenya is work is working, Uganda, everyone is working. But we don't we don't work enough to be to be able to to win this competition for the moment, but we have one year to be ready, so I hope so that we will do something. Mm. And what's the next big thing on your your mind with Morocco? Is it Olympic qualifiers? What's what are the next matches that you're going to play with Morocco? Yeah, so I think that for for us Morocco, we are not a big federation and we don't have a lot of player or something else. So it's hard for us to be. To be attractive and and good in 15, but in it's it's way easier to to uh, to have got a good level in in sevens. Mm. So there, there is the Olympic qualification in November. So we have time to be ready for for this uh, this competition. We just have to do to do some camps or something else. Uh, but I think that to develop the seven to develop the sevens is easier than developed uh, the 15 for a little federation like our but for me I, I would love to to do this this competition because it's, it's a qualification and if I can go to Tokyo next year with Morocco it's, it's, it's a dream for me so I would love to do it but I don't know if it will be possible but we'll see yeah, I'm sure for you, Soel, you'd love to see Morocco up against, you know, the biggest teams in Africa, one of the best. Do you think in your playing days in the next few years, 
do you think Morocco could become one of the best seven sides in particular in Africa? Or do you think there's a, a long way yet for that to go? I think that it's a long way because, as I, as I say before, all the other teams like Kenya, Uganda, uh, are working on this since for Kenya since 30 years or for Uganda since I remember we beat um, Namibia four years ago in in the last uh, Olympics qualification. Mm. But I'm not pretty sure that if we play against Namibia sevens now we will beat them. So we have to to build to build something not for next year or in two years, but maybe for in five years to take our time to be ready for the for the the big competition. But we need time to do this. We need to have some some new players, some I don't know, some a big organization, but we don't have this for the moment. So but we we went to the Hong Kong Sevens three three years ago. So it means that we have got the level to be at this at this uh, at this level so we just have to work more and i know you're a young guy still but when you look forward what dreams do you have so well what would be your big dream either a trophy to win or is there a particular club in world rugby that you'd like to play for one day what do you what do you think about at the moment so with morocco i would i would love to do the olympics it's one of my biggest dreams and um, I would love to play in top 14 or in Pro D2, but I know that the level is very, very high. Yeah. But if I keep working and move forward, I'm pretty sure that I can do it one day. But uh, I have to to work, work, work. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone, there is so many good players in, in France but and in Europe that it's so so hard, but for the moment I I keep working in US. I enjoy my time when I'm on the field, and my first season in Emilia was pretty good, I think. So I'm happy for the moment, but I will keep working, and when I will be back in France, hope to to play in the best uh, best level. And so, what advice would you give? Imagine young players right now, maybe listening to this, who are in Morocco or they're in France and they love the game, they want to play rugby for their country one day. What piece of advice, what would you say to young players to encourage them? Yeah, so I would say that the, for the young player, they have to, to listen to a lot, the coach and all what they can take to every, everyone. And to it's not it's not a problem if one day you you don't realize what you want to do because there is a next day and on this next day you can't work more so you always for the young player you always have to be to be confi- to be confident on yourself and to know what you can do and one day uh, everyone has got a chance to to prove what what you can do so Everyone will have this chance, and when you have this chance, take it and move forward always. And just to finish, well, your interests away from rugby, it's always good to find out what players do when they're not at the ground or playing matches. What are what are some of your interests away from rugby? 
So um, I have a master degree in communication. So for the moment, I'm I'm keep studying my my master, and I I would love to be journalist or to be reporter or to be community manager. So it's that's why I keep I keep studying because I think that it's very important for for a player to have got something to do outside the rugby. So during these last six months, um, I was always focused on rugby, and it's not always good because you don't have something to change your mind, and and it's very important to have a lot of things to do outside rugby because when rugby is not good, if you don't have something else, you stay on a bad mood, and it's not it's not very good for your rugby. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm very happy to to studying because I can change my mind and I keep learning some something so it's good. That's great. Well, if you become a journalist, you can uh you can come back on the podcast and you can present it <laughs> instead of me. Yeah. Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> you can make your own rugby podcast. Yeah. Okay, well, so uh, it's been great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. A massive thanks again to the man himself, Sewell Jodar, for joining me today. Do remember, you can keep up to date with what we're doing across social media on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We're there at PS Rugby Podcast. And we've also got our WhatsApp community. If you'd like to receive the podcast to your phone each week on demand, you can. And you can also send in your questions to us for our rugby guests. The number, if you'd like to get in touch, is plus four four double seven zero seven double seven six. 790 that's plus four four double seven zero seven double seven six seven nine zero and do join us for our next podcast where again we'll be getting to know one of africa's best in the world of rugby and between now and then you can listen again on itunes spotify or visit our website planetsport.tv you can see all of our previous episodes there so you can work your way through those and we've also got two other programs feel free to check those out while you're there planet sports which is for the all-round sports fan. And we also have Planet Sport Football Africa. But until next time, I'm Liam Flint, and you've been listening to the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast, which is a passion for sport production.